You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. You feel me? <laughs> We're back. Another episode of The Gifted Gab. I got two very special guests here. This is actually round two of this, but I'm with the boys from Oxymoron Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Fahad Leroy. What's good? Here. And we're ready to go. And this time it'll be, you know, they didn't see the first one. so <laughs> <laughs> They didn't see the first one. So it's okay. They might never see the, the light of day. It's okay. It's all good. It's, it's okay. okay. You know, sometimes you got to do things a couple times over before you Potting. get it. You know? It's part of the game. That's part of podcasting. Yeah, it's part of podcasting. We have a couple like that. And we never see the... Is there some throwaways? You guys oh, have some throwaways? Oh. Yeah, there's there's some like throwaways where we went. It too was far. good. Yeah, it was good. Then we just went too, too far. far. We What's too, too far? What's too far for you guys? Oh, we oh, if we ever have Mubarak yeah. on, it it's yeah. too far. It's Anytime problem. he's on, it's too far. Yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> I got to edit it. I got to cut some parts out. Yeah. But it's too <laughs> far. That's why we got to keep you off camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little carried away up when you get, get oh, a mic. When he starts making the jokes, it's too it's far. Over. Yeah, it's too far. Inappropriate? Oh, yeah. Because we had the last one we did. We talked about dictators. And yeah, I saw that one. To chop he took it. it he took it to chop it up. He took it. He took it. Where <laughs> shouldn't have gone, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> dictators. It's a it's a, it's a heavy topic. Oh, right? it's a heavy topic. But the thing is, like, we're kind of interested in how you become a dictator because it's like people start off. Because if you, if you look at their lives at the beginning, they start off really normal. Like if you look at even Gaddafi too as well. Gaddafi is who we've been looking into. Like he started off really normal as a normal kid. Like, and, and then what everyone. happens down the line that makes them into such horrible human beings? Mm-hmm. Or like, like, and some of them are like you can't even tell whether they're bad or good because they sometimes because they live so long and they do so many things, they sometimes do some good stuff. Depending who you ask, depending right? who you ask, yeah. depending on what part you are, and you be like, okay, I, he was really helpful in our cause and freed our people. Because he did sponsor Gaddafi, did sponsor a lot of people, like in terms of South Africa, helped with South Africa too as well with Mandela yeah. and stuff like that. There's so, there's so many things he's done, and there's as well other side where he's really done some heinous acts. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Libya when it was under him versus now, it's very different. It's very different. Yeah. So now, so like you, you kind of like it's you're kind of questioning like, okay, how bad was? Shout out Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she knows what she did <laughs> Yo, We know the emails is out there <laughs> The emails is out there yeah. But it's interesting depending on who you ask You know and that's that's why it's so important To document everything yeah. Yeah. right? Documenting everything is important because when you document Everything then you can leave it up to people and say Okay well this is what went down Yeah, Here's a record of it Yeah, You guys decide You decide. Yeah. It's up to you, you Yeah, it's out there. We'll take it from there So let's talk about your documentary Speaking of documenting things Oh yeah Perfect. Yes Perfect. Media 21 in the cut yeah. Oh yeah That's a, that's a big one That's yeah. a big one talk to, talk to us about that What's that What's that project like It's a bigger project For you guys right Yeah so uh, So the idea came from um, Ivan mm-hmm. He came to us He approached us Because we run a media production company And then uh, he approached us And said he wanted to do A documentary about Afrobeats Because he has such um, he's, he's, a, he's one of the He's a guy man Yeah he's, yeah. The, he's the guy Ivan is like the Ivan most is incredible from La Connection now. From La Connection now. Yeah, his, his yeah. energy, his just, yeah. his aura and his positivity is, is, is contagious. It's We've contagious, had him on here. He's different. Yeah, and then he has curated a space for a lot of Africans that come here. Because, like, I know one of the things that I would compliment him was, like, when I first came here, I felt very, very, um, I couldn't really integrate properly. Like, to me, I think I, I kind of, like, suffered with that. So I never really knew how to mix and mingle with everybody else that was already here in Canada. But I was kind of, like, craving to hang around my people a lot because I, I started feeling more homesick, you know. But every single time that he created an event, and I always went there, I just felt, oh, 
I'm at home. So like that was the that was what I told him. That was what he offered to the crowd. It's not just about a party. It was that the fact that I can just come in and feel, and feel just at home and just take a break. I don't have to change myself to actually um, know how to talk better to you know or learn your own stuff to be able to communicate or like bond with you. Um, I found that a little bit difficult for me. But then when he ever went to his spaces, I just felt at home. calm at home. Yeah. And that was good. I told him that's what he was selling. So that's why he kind of like when it comes to Afrobeats, he's been one of the um, curators and like the pioneers in terms of like creating spaces for uh, African people as well, Afri- uh, even Latin and African people too as well in this place. So there was no other better person to come up with the idea of creating a documentary about the rise of Afrobeats in, in the, the prairies. prairies. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I love I love the the vision of it. Me and Ivan, uh, I seen when we were in doing our meetings and the things. He was in the cohort. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And then yeah. we talked about the project a bit. I'm like, this is dope because nobody ever thinks it's kind of like a juxtaposition, like such a contrast. It's like Afrobeats in the prairies. prairies. Yeah. It's like it's very different. Prairies, the prairies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got black people out there. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. And also, like, even, like, in terms of whatever they look at it, they never look at it to, like, the Canadian. Like, for example, every time you talk about the African uh, diaspora community, they always look at it from the American nice, view. Yeah. Like, they don't look at it from, like, okay, there's a whole new side. There's a whole of Canada that is a bit different there. The experiences are different. Like, their ways of doing things are completely different from the, from the, from the Americans. Mm-hmm. And the way they, 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 um, the blacks they interact. Are different. Yeah, the blacks are different. It's different. Yeah. So what have you guys learned, you know, while taking on this project? Um, I think we've learned a lot about Afrobeats, like in of itself. Yeah. Like we had to go and research and like actually understand like Afrobeats and like um, what Just it actually means. Yeah, like, and then also seeing the journey as well, and then also like the people who grew up here. Like for example, we interviewed Jade. Jade is a DJ from uh, in Calgary. Calgary yeah, yeah. And then we've she's she grew up here. She 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 saw it when it was non-existent. Like when it was literally like. Uh, she said she said she she could probably know how you like people were in Calgary because they were all her family members and stuff like it was that she was just, she grew up here and then how the point at which it started coming in and the point where she was actually af- ashamed of of it ish in a way because it was not like quality stuff that was coming over here it was just like you know it was the it was looked down upon because it's like you couldn't show your friends this music because you just laughed at the low quality and the low budget and everything was just mediocre. And then now where it's like, it's big. Where now like you wouldn't touch the look of it. You're so proud to show people like, hey, listen, this is what, this is what's coming from my country. Like, you know I mean? This is what's coming from my people. This is what my people are doing. I'm proud of it because it looks good, feels good. And then now it's cool. Mm -hmm. And then so it's that just, Seeing that whole journey is what's very, very intriguing. And I think it's something that we've learned from it. Yeah. I don't know for Larue. It was, yeah, it was, from my perspective, I'm not West African. So I knew about Afrobeats. Where are you from? From Botswana, from ah, Southern Africa, yeah. Right. So my perspective is, yeah, I know about it, but there was no history behind it. So I'm also learning, like as we go, there's these Afrobeat and these Afrobeats. So there's just different origins and when where it comes from, right? And now how sonically it's just different from everything else, right? Like it's very, it's very up tempo. It's very hard to be like sad when you listen to afro it's like it, it makes you feel want something. To do something you feel something you yeah. feel some type of way it's it's one of those genres where when you listen to it you can you can tell there's some type of emotion when it comes to it right the right type of emotion it's different from what i've grown up listening to right mm-hmm. so that also just it just showed me a different lens on how um 
music is taken and received and more especially when you come from like another country and then yeah in a whole different country how people take it in and it's just a whole it's a whole journey where it's interesting it's music it's interesting it's something that yeah you're always happy when you listen to afro yeah you're never sad and 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 just the growth of it it just shows it shows a lot from when i started listening to it or you'd hear couple tracks here and there back home to like what it is right now like it's 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 pretty amazing it's pretty amazing yeah that's awesome i'm yeah. glad you guys are working on it man mm-hmm. i think it's uh this whole story hive black creators thing is propelling yeah you know black communities to go out there and capture these stories and tell you know stories i've never before been heard yeah. you know who would have thought to like shout out to ivan for coming up with the idea of like afrobeats in the prairies like just to even document everything that's going on in the community and stuff mm-hmm. like it's it's like kudos to him you know mm-hmm. i think it's really big and it's i'm glad that you guys are working on it man yeah you, well, thank you thank you thank you yeah. you guys come out with the with the with the ones and twos oh but what about your project how's, how's that going because you got the grant too right yeah, yeah yeah i got it too um it's been i've learned a lot about myself as a creator yeah on this project um i don't know how ivan started off but i started work on it two years ago Mm-hmm. So I, I've been kind of sitting on it. When, how I found out about the Black Creators Grant is I actually pitched the project to tell us directly. Oh, okay. And they're like, you know, this is your first time working on a film, so we're not going to give you a hundred grand to do it. Okay. You know, there's a Black Creators Edition coming out. See what we can do with that, and you know, we we'll talk about a working relationship from there. Mm-hmm. So, I had the materials and everything ready, like maybe six or seven months ahead of the opening of the grant. So, and I had already some other funding and I'm like, okay, we'll just apply for this funding too. And then let's see, see what happens. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. And then tell us what's interesting about tell us the story. I program is that they let you keep your IP, right? Where, whereas if you partner with a lot of other broadcasters that have similar programs, they don't let you keep your IP. Mm. Right. So then you could take your finished product mm-hmm. and do whatever you want with it. You want to make yeah. an extended version. Yeah, yeah. You want to send it festivals you want to sell it to some you can do whatever you want right yeah and that's kind of what the the creative freedom i really wanted because i didn't know what was going to come from this project i didn't know anything i didn't know i I did my research i said this is a cool story yeah and i want to shoot it i didn't know how to shoot it (laughs) i didn't know who to turn to i didn't know like i've I've watched movies my whole life but i didn't know where to where'd you start (laughs) you know like where do you start yeah yeah you know so i just started kind of just Going on the internet and Googling, okay, what do you need for a documentary? What do you need for a treatment? What do you need? And I just started slowly, slowly coming up with the materials and then applying for different funds Mm. and just articulating my vision. Like, this is what I see for the project. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to exactly get it done, but here's a plan I have in place for now, and it it might change as we go. Yeah. Um, So now, fast forward like two years later, um, like probably about 80% shot shot the project yeah um and now i'm thinking about where it might land after yeah story hive i'm trying to think about how many other voices we can get involved how many other stories we can tell because you know the 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 subject don is one story it's called coaching while black it's one coach right Mm -hmm. but there's hundreds of coaches that go through the same thing so now my thing is like okay i tell this one story but what about all these other stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this was more to it. There's more to it. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's more to it. So I'm just kinda happy of where where it's at right now. Um 
obviously you guys know we got to deliver the rough cut very <laughs> soon. <laughs> true, true. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, nah, well, that's great, man. Congrats, man. Congrats on that. This is, is, is big because you've been working for two years, and then now you can do it. Now this this, this is great. That's great. That's it takes great. time, right? Good things take time, right? And it's just kind of it's interesting to see you know other creators like you guys and yeah. and where you're at in the journey. And and that was going to lead me to my next question. Have you found this process yeah. stressful? Oh yeah, it's been stressful. Scheduling, yes, yes, yeah, scheduling. Yeah, because it's Thank not you. easy when you're trying to find locations, find certain things. We may be, we may have like certain dates that we want, but then locations might have a totally different schedule. So it's always a thing of like playing a balancing act to figure out how to get those locations, but then get them at the most reasonable time for either the business or the site that we're looking for, because. As creators, we can also we can always forget that other establishments also have their times of like operations and stuff like that. So we you can't just come in and be like, yeah, I want to be here at five. I want to be here at four. Can't mm. be here at three because they also have stuff to do, right? So it's always being flexible one way or another and figuring out like what works best because that's the thing. Sometimes it's not always about perfection. It's about what works best and what you can use out of that situation mm. at times. Yeah. It's the project management that, that really is something to it. Like, because you have to manage, manage people, locations, like, the yeah. people is, is pretty big. Like, all right, where can I get this this guy to come here and do this? The like guy, okay, we don't have enough manpower. We need to bring somebody to come do this. And those things takes a lot. Those things take a lot. Yeah. What have you guys learned about yourselves as 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 filmmakers throughout this process? You know what? I, this is it's something very different. It might be slightly off topic, but is in of itself kind of related. I want, what makes an expert an expert? Experience. Experience. So if, if for example, you are a, um, take for example, professor, a professor who teaches business. If... <laughs> <laughs> professor teaches business mm -hmm. right what makes him an expert at teaching business is it because it has a certificate or is it because he has the experience in doing business well in this society professors is because of the certificate but it should be i think it's broken i think it should be an actual experience business person teaching business but that's not the the system we grew up in it's not a system we grew up in so then i was wondering like could we could there be a lack of confidence because we operate on this system. Think if, take for example, you are a producer, and then now would you consider yourself as an expert at producing? Oh no, no, no. Well, not why yet. not? Hmm. It's touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're doing it, right? Because you're doing it, yeah. And you have more information. You know, have more knowledge than the average person mm -hmm. because you're doing it. And then maybe you've done it for maybe an extended period of time. Maybe this is not your first time you've done it. Maybe you've done this a couple of times. But are you waiting for a certificate to tell you that you're an expert at it? No, you shouldn't. You should have just a, a body of work to tell you that you're an expert at it, I think. You think a body of work would, a then, body of justify, work. would, then would justify that, okay, all right, now I'm an expert at this. Absolutely. What I feel is I've been observing us. Because in terms of, like, you see, what have we learned from this? For me, I've been seeing a lack of confidence is what I've been seeing from us. This is just, I'm just saying how I feel right now. Because I feel like we should have more confidence and be more boisterous about how good we are at this. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I've been thinking, it's like, why aren't we that way? 
But because we've been indoctrinated to a system of school where we always wait to get a certificate mm-hmm. to give us, because that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting to get a certificate to be like, you know what? I right, Mubarak gets a certificate that he is great at cameras. Mm-hmm. Then therefore, he, we will now have the thing, the confidence to be like, you know what? I'm an expert at operating cameras kind of thing. So what I've seen is a lack of confidence. And the thing of like, we've done this so many times that we should be experts at this. Mm-hmm. Like we should move him like, listen, I'm an expert at this. Because mm-hmm. whatever problems that comes up, we know how to solve it. You have the answer for it. We've seen the patterns because we've done it so many times. We can now recognize the patterns in this particular um, uh, 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 field that we're in. We can see patterns. So now it's like, hey, I'm a pro at this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but I just don't know why we can't say that or kind of like is what I've been why we, do, why we don't lean into why it. Why we don't yeah. lean into it. You know, it's why actually you're an expert. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. No. Well, why not? Like, mm-hmm. I agree. No, I actually agree with that. I think um, for me personally, I can speak personally, you know, I see kind of the long term, long game mm-hmm. with, this, with the with the filmmaking stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, okay, how I be looking at it, it's like, okay, this is my first documentary. It's not my first piece of content. Yeah. Right? So if, you, if it's about making content, I'm an expert in that. Okay. But when it comes to making films, okay. you know, I'm still in the early stages. Mm-hmm. So I was actually talking to Andre about this the other day. He said, you know, where we're at right now in this mm-hmm. journey of filmmaking, mm-hmm. content creation, these steps are very necessary. You can't mm-hmm. skip these steps, right? Mm-hmm. Because down the line, you want to be producing bigger scale bigger money yes right bigger 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 yeah. stakes right yeah and in order to get to that point you got to have these little these little these smaller projects in the beginning right yes. what you're saying about how you're an expert is because you've done so many right mm-hmm. and you want to accumulate 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 so that when it comes to like you know inshallah we're, next we, time i see yeah. you, one time i see you is guys he, it's a 50 million dollar <laughs> production where yeah. you know what i mean and then it's like Oh, we know what to do with this fifty million dollars because mm-hmm. we knew what to do, do with twenty thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then you work your way up to yeah. those kind of budgets. And so maybe looking at it with those figures and the dollar amounts is shortchanging ourselves and maybe we shouldn't look at it like that. But I see it as like, okay, this is one small step mm-hmm. to the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. Right? So for me, I'm like, you know, working on this programming and this film. I know it's going to contribute to that down the line. Yeah. What we're trying to, that's the stories we're trying to tell later, right? Yeah. That's why you guys did Media 21, right? Mm-hmm. That's yep. why we did the Gift to Gab and Gamble at Filmworks is because we know we want to do this long term. Long, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is our school. This is our certificate. Is but the only thing is, the only thing with our school is we don't know how many, take for example, shoemaker. How many shoes do you got to make to become an expert shoemaker? You don't know that. You don't know that. You so don't that know. <laughs> <laughs> you at, don't. at what point do you be like, okay, I have made enough shoes? <laughs> yeah. So, like, for us too, as well, like, we've been so used to school. How do we know that? How many movies do we got to make mm-hmm. to realize that, okay, all right, maybe I'm an expert? Maybe I think now I'm the guy mm-hmm. kind of thing. You <laughs> can't really quantify it. I think, um, true. I think how how you know you're an expert at it is when it becomes effortless, right? How do you know you're a good basketball player is when, okay, you don't have to think about shooting a jump shot. You just mm. shoot it, mm-hmm. right? You don't think about, oh, okay, my form's got to be right. My mm-hmm. back is straight. Yeah, you, know, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you don't have to think about that anymore. It's just you're just doing it, right? It's when you get into that flow state. It's like, okay, we have a project we got to do, right? Yeah. There is not as much, like there's still the preparation, the planning, yeah. but there's not as much as those first 
couple of projects. It's just like, okay, yo, barbaric, let's go this way. Okay, boom, set up the cameras, boom, we're good. Okay, we got the script, script is good, boom, budget's ready. We got, like, everything just clicks, right? I think at that point, that's when you know. It's an internal thing, you say. It's an internal thing. I okay. think the confidence comes from being able to f- breeze through it. Okay. With effortlessness. Okay. And, and, and people can see that. Like, people will be able to know. Like, if this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why I always say, like, people don't ask you questions. If you Even if you pretend to know what you're doing, yeah. they don't ask you questions. They don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't ask. Like, if uh, one day, right? Yeah. If um, walk through uh, an office carrying a ladder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't Nobody asks you questions. Yeah, no. you, oh, yeah, he's supposed to be here. He's got a ladder. He's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, they just assume they because assume. you look like you know what you're doing. Nobody's gonna stop you and be like, "Hey, where are you going with that ladder?" <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Yeah. True. So, so it's Facts. like when you have that confidence, yes. in what you're doing, that's when you know, like, you're an expert. You're an expert at it. Mm-hmm. You know. No, that, that that makes a lot of sense. I think yeah, that's how I look at it. Um, Fahad tells me you attended a wedding recently. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The wedding. Yeah. The beautiful thing. I haven't been to a wedding ever. Beautiful. I was. Wondering. I'm, I'm on with you. I'm with you. I haven't oh, actually. <laughs> I don't really, I don't think I don't know what I think I don't know what I would do at my wedding. I don't I don't know what the process is, what the oh, procedure it's is. A long I have no it's a process. It no depends. clue. Depends what culture and obviously there's a white wedding. Yeah. So it was a three day three day thing. So the the Habesha, shout out to my guy, he was really happy, but it was it was long. It was a long, 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 long. One day the first day we spent taking photos. So family photos, all that traditional stuff. We did that. Second day, more traditional stuff. Woke up 4 a.m. for church. 3 a.m. actually. 3 3 a.m. There's a funny point where he woke up in the morning and just we all we all stayed in this one house. I think it was one of his one of our friends' house. He woke up, he's like, Yeah, I've been up for 20 minutes. I looked at it, I was like, but it's your wedding. You have to be up for (laughs) 20 minutes before I'm going back to sleep. I don't need this. But it was a beautiful thing because I got to see a different culture how they do things, right? And how, you know when they say the whole thing about religion and like how Christianity was definitely, like Jesus was a black man, I 100% believe it now. Because these guys are orthodox. Mm -hmm. And like you could tell like the things that they were doing, like this hasn't changed. Like it's the same. These, the traditions are the same. Like they were burning frankincense, incense. I don't know if you guys know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incense and everything. I was like, you know, this is this is proper, proper. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same. They're, the Bible hasn't changed. They're reading it in like the format, like proper, proper format that it was back then. But the interesting thing was how it was always a thing of respect from both ways. Like they went to the family, mm-hmm. giving off our daughter. Now we have a son. We're not losing anybody. We're gaining two people into our family, which was a beautiful thing. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this marriage thing might not be a problem. But me being me is, I was like, what's the finances like? What does it, what did it cost? It was what did it, what did it, it cost? expensive. I saw some of the pics. I saw you. So yeah, it was, but uh, it was mad. Could you break it down for me, please? What, what, if I want to get married now, what, 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 how much are you looking at? So, okay, fine. Like, first of all, venue. Venue, venues in Edmonton, nothing's minimum. You're spending minimum 10K just on God, the venue. Yeah, okay, thank you. Just on a venue, depending on how many people you have. All right. Okay. And then you have to think of food. How many people are you bringing in? 
there's catering for that. Yeah, right? we know a lot of people. My my family know a lot cool. of people. Yeah, we got catering. Now you're saying your 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 family, right? Yeah. So now it depends who are you marrying. Is she from your tribe? Is she from your country? Or is she from a whole different culture? Because now you're adding more days. Oh, okay. So if it's two different cultures, now we got to do my own culture. We got then we got to yeah, do her yeah, own culture. Because for them it was same culture. Okay. So everything was traditional, and then white wedding. Everything was mixed all together, but they did it more focused on traditional side. And then there were different ceremonies in between. So now you have to think of now these different ceremonies, these different locations. Now you have to think different venues. Now you have different venues. More than one. And now you have to take care of the bridesmaid and the groomsmen. Now you have to rent cars for those people. Right? Why? Because that they all have to. You have to go in unison. Because now imagine we're going in three different cars. Yeah, late because you stopped at McDonald's. He stopped <laughs> because he's at his girls' place. It's it's a mess because <laughs> everything has to be coordinated. Yeah, okay. Everything has to be coordinated. Okay. Even even the the Saturday we all had to meet up at one place, the JW Marriott. So some people slept over. I I was doing my own thing, but I came that day and. Literally, we were supposed to get into the limo at like 10.30. We ended up getting there at like 12 just to get in the limo. The limo was there waiting. So now he's waiting by the hour. Mm-hmm. So it went from half day to full day service mm. with that. Now, on top of that, now rings. How many rings would I, would I need? Of to course, get? you're going to have to engage and then you're going to have to. So it's not just wedding. one. No. She's going to want the engagement ring and she's going to want the, the wedding ring. Now, you can fumble the bag and make sure you can't have the engagement ring. You can't have it at 5K. If you have it at 5K, now your wedding ring needs to be more than the, the engagement. Because that needs rule? to... Is this <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not a rule. I'm helping you, brother. I'm, I'm helping you. Because if she, if she sees the engagement ring is not as good as the wedding ring, you have a problem, buddy. <laughs> Oh, so now you God. have to set the bar wherever you want it to be. That's crazy. Right? So, so if you say it's 5K, now the, now she's expecting, wow, my wedding ring is going to be mad. I actually saw a very, very interesting uh, article today. Yeah. It said the more that's spent on the, on the engagement ring, the anything. higher the chance of divorce. <laughs> I love whoever read that. Whoever read that was a smart guy. Smart. That was a smart guy. I see what he did there. Yeah, I see what he did there. So now you have to think of. Wait, wait, hold on. Five mm-hmm. k for engagement ring, probably. Then probably that's probably up you, to you. You want to spend probably like ten k for the. Room. <laughs> I'm gonna assume for the ring. Yeah, you're spend five for the yeah. That's fifteen already. Mm-hmm. Ten for venue. Venue. Oh yeah, don't forget venue. They charge you just for the venue, and then they charge you for additional things like tables, chairs. God damn, workers. charge you by the chairs, workers, spoons, even spoons. It goes all the way. Fuck. It's meticulous all the way Fuck. to forks and cutlery plates. So where are we at budget wise now? Like everything you've mentioned now, where would you put it? Like estimate. I'd estimate like thirty-five. Thirty-five thousand already. Yeah, I think it's thirty-five already. That's, that's more, more than how much you spend in school. Oh, I oh. haven't gotten there yet. So now, you, now they got a photographer. They got a guy from these two guys from Toronto. Mm-hmm. So pictures and videos. So someone asked me, "How much do you think these guys?" I was like, "Man, these guys are easily leaving with minimum five k profit home. No, seven actually home take home because you have if you bring in those people, you have to take care of them, mm-hmm. housing and transport." Because he's not just coming to Toronto and being, oh, I have to pay for Uber. No, 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 no. You want my services? I need to be taken care of. So everything from housing, food, tra- transportation. Everything. You can at least spend 40000 right now. More. More. Yeah. More. Fucking More. Hell. I've heard of weddings that go up to half a mil. It's, yeah. 
Easy. Weddings? Mad. Easy. Mad. How long would this wedding, how much long would this marriage last? <laughs> <laughs> is my main question. If I'm spending this much, <laughs> yeah, yo, man, this marriage gotta last long. It We're has not. To. <laughs> Because that, because that's the thing. There's, there's different ways. Because now I'm thinking of it. It has to be, like, you can bring down money if you're like, person from the same country. If I go back to Botswana, like everything is times nine. So now it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Now you can you bear there, right? You can Our ball out there. But then there's gonna be people who are here. Uh, I wasn't invited to your wedding, but now I realized that. Listen, if you're not invited, you're not invited. So this if I'm spending this much, what am I getting as the man, man? What I, do you think I, I you get a wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, where's where's the win for me? Like, because even on that day is not really my day because it's almost like everybody's focusing on her. It's, it's a her day, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, I'm not really really enjoying happy, it. Happy wife, happy life. Eh, I, yeah. <laughs> see, that's why I have a problem with it. I absolutely have a problem. That's a that's a very uh, abusive statement <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> Because everybody should be in control of their own happiness, but Absolutely. I kind of get where you're coming from. But everybody should be happier, should be in control of their own happiness. Um, the fact that I'm not here doesn't mean you should be moping and like your life's not gonna fall apart. You should like get it together, yeah, for adult. But besides that, I've realized the best way to go with it is destination wedding. Destination. Yes. So if you say we're gonna go get married in, give me a country. Nice country. Paris? Paris. Oof. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. Let's say Hawaii. Hawaii, right? Yeah. Hawaii, if you say destination wedding, you give everybody their uh, invitation. We're doing it in Hawaii. He can't come to you now and tell you why is it in Hawaii because now he's sounding broke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I get it. Yeah, now we'll bring it down. Oh yeah, because some people are not gonna make it because yeah, cause yeah, it's too, broke. It's too can't far. Afford, can't hey, if you can't make it, you can't make it. No half sorry, yeah. no half feelings. You can't <laughs> afford the ticket. That's on you. Mm-hmm. You're not paying for hotel. You're like, listen, this is we're going to experience love in Hawaii. If they can't make it, they can't make it. You can probably get group deals on hotels. Oh yeah, right. You don't have to pay. Uh, you're bringing down costs for location. Because you can do it on the beach. You can do it on the beach. Mm-hmm. There you it's go. Cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper on smart, the beach. Smart. It's more romantic. Now, now you have more. You see, now you have more money for the ring. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. more romantic. You have more money for the You see, because yeah. now it's now you're doing a balancing act. Because for me, it's either big wedding, mid ring, and we're not even we're barely paying a down payment for a house, mm-hmm. or you get a mid wedding. An amazing ring, and we can buy a house, or we just elope. Elope, mm-hmm. amazing honeymoon. Oh, <laughs> big ring. Cause sixty thousand honeymoon. <laughs> Spend six thousand honeymoon. That's that's it's mad. You never forget about that. No, yeah. Big ring, mm-hmm. and now we can now we can shop around for any house we want because we have money for the down payment. Now we can live happily ever after. I remember one of my buddy, one of my friends that I knew, he got married, right? He went back to India. He spent about 50000 on his wedding. He just saw how much he spent. The marriage lasted for one month. They got divorced. I was like, man, if you just spent the money on hookers That's a lot of every hookers. week, <laughs> you could last. <laughs> it'll last you a long time. <laughs> it'll last you a long time. It'll last you a long time if you spend that money. You can't buy love, though. You can't. Oh, one month. Damn, that's one crazy. month marriage, like that was uh, that was probably a one. That's you paid sixty three thousand for a one night stand. For one month, you could buy love. Uh, come on, for fifty thousand, you could buy love. You can buy love. You can buy love. I'm telling you, 
for one don't, month don't or two do, months. Don't they do that in uh, these those small villages in like Ukraine and Russia where like uh, because of World War Two, there's not a lot of men, but there's a lot of women, and now they've like they've funneled it. Don't uh, I'm gonna get crazy here, but it makes sense. <laughs> I'm gonna funnel. So they funneled uh, unattractiveness out of it. So now the men who stayed picked certain type of caliber of looking women. Mm-hmm. So now that's like the gene pool now. So now there's a lot of women in this area, a lot of people who are in uh, European standards, very attractive. See, I didn't say my, I said European. European standards are very attractive. So now this whole male, uh, male order brides, that's how it came about. Because you go to these little villages where the women are beautiful. Some of them come out of there, they become supermodels and all those things. But there's no... There's no future staying in those places. So what do they do? Sometimes they just put themselves out there. I'm willing to be a wife or oh, an American, okay. uh, someone British, somewhere in the West. To a green card. Yeah, basically, right? And it's become a business now. It's mm-hmm. a trade-off. Yeah, it's yeah, a trade-off yeah, thing, yeah. Like, right? Like now people are like grooming their daughters and being like, yo, you need to like, once you hit 18, we need to secure that bag <laughs> with that Ameri- that lonely American, that lonely Canadian to get there. So some people can buy love, but do the people love them? Not necessarily. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's... It's quite the world we're living in I know. now. It's, it's mad. It's mad. I just say, just find someone who brings you peace, man. Mm-hmm. So what's your... Uh, I mean, so what's your conclusion on marriage after that weekend? It's it's up in the air. It's, I, w- I want to get married. It has to be the right person that I'm going to break bread like that. But... Am I going to break bread like that? That's a big question mark. Yeah. If I was a Muslim, I don't think I'd have gotten married, but I would get married because I'm Muslim. So it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Not because you want to. Soon, like, you're <laughs> I got it. It's an obligation at this point. I got it. <laughs> but the fact how, how happy I saw my boy, yeah. like I've never seen him like that. Never. Uh, I've never seen him. I saw him the other day. My guy is relaxed. He's, all, he's a very uptight guy, but you are so relaxed. He's laughing. He's chippy. I'm like, is a new man i don't know if it's because of her or it's because of the pressure that's off his uh, shoulders but there's something about it but all all in all it's a beautiful thing i can't lie it's a beautiful love thing. love is beautiful man. It's, it's beautiful man. love is beautiful yeah. it's just that not everyone finds it listen it ain't gonna be me that doesn't find I'm, it i'm gonna find it <laughs> you're hunting <laughs> i'm going to find it uh, you're hunting <laughs> hey you're hunting Hey man, you're seeking love. What you seek is seeking you. Hey man, who says I don't have it already? <laughs> <laughs> Weddings can get expensive, man. It's I mean, when expensive. you're talking about fifty thousand dollars, you know that's a whole film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a film. He's talking about budgeting and project management. Hey, okay, well, DP could cost you ten. You yeah. could produce a wealth. And it would get your return on investment is mad. Because you could put that film out and then actually put it out for people to buy <laughs> and you get more money back. Mm-hmm. Like the ROI is that's why I say what's the benefit for me if I, if I do embark on ROI? Because if what? this goes bad, I'm still suffering. Mm-hmm. And what what if what if that's the marriage? What if you and your bride to be like, you know what? Instead of having a wedding, let's produce a film. That yeah. sounds good, man. And she's like, you know what? Someone's thinking, let's invest this money. Mm-hmm. Nah, she ain't having it. She ain't having it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's up in the air. It depends. She on went through all this life, this suffering for her to not get that Disney wedding. Crazy man. 
I think it's deeper than that. I think they want more. It depends who you're talking to, though. That depends. True. True. It true. Depends, true, right? true. Some people they want the Disney. The but Disney. They, they want to feel like princesses. Hey, man. Maybe uh, the. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just advocating for men to treat women right, but I guess <laughs> yes, <laughs> no. You see what the society has done to us. But yeah, yeah, we're trying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So speaking of marriages, let's <laughs> talk about podcasts. <laughs> That's a nice thing to deflect. That's a nice thing to deflect. <laughs> you know, in oxymoron. You guys, how long been guys been doing oxymoron now? Yeah, five years now. Around there, yeah, yeah, yeah. four, five years. Yeah, yeah. The first time we started was uh, when we went to um, the public library. Public library to start up downtown. Podcast. Yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did, did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first place that everybody. Uh, I think everybody started. If you were serious about it, though. Yeah, we went there. Uh, we did U of A for a bit, like the oh, student. Okay. Uh, what was that place called? That's good. That's actually good. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was yeah. awful. Oh yeah, it was Both. really bad. Both even though. Yeah, the, the one at the library was bad, man. Yeah, like yeah. equipment. Equipment it was like it was for outdated, music. Yeah. It was outdated mm-hmm. and was like it wasn't really a podcasting place. And like the amount of crackheads that were outside there. Oh man, my god, it's really so bad. Oh, man. Now it's like, shut down. Now, yeah, now it's shut, it's down. shut they, down. They made a new. It's they a new library. A new library yeah. Oh, that right, big one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, right down. by City Hall, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that new one. So then, uh, so you guys have gone through the sim- very similar journey. Then similar journey. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of figuring out. Yeah, a lot. And then. Oh, go ahead. There's a lot of people are starting to get into it now. Like it's becoming a thing now. Like mm-hmm. people, are, people want to do it, and I think a lot of more even businesses are like trying to find uh, finding this is actually a better way to actually show expertise mm-hmm. in terms of like or marketing and and all of that stuff. So it's like one of the because it's like we're on run the studio now, and uh, so basically it's a studio where people can come in and record the studio. So just like this is basically turnkey. So you just come in, you just come in, sit down, we handle everything, and you just record, and then you. Go, we that's what you guys do now. That's what yeah, we do right now. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to open it to other people, and it's like at the time when we started, if we had this opportunity, would man, perfect, it would have been yeah. perfect. Imagine you go to a place where you have the state of the art camera, you got perfectly done, matched the way this mm-hmm. is, and you're just like, yo, come, come in, use come it, just pay whatever, yeah. use it. Like that just takes you from worrying about the small stuff and just worry about the whole content and the branding, and then you focus on all that thing about getting to the audience, getting more views, get all that stuff. And then that just can help you grow faster significantly. Let me ask you guys this. What did podcasting do for you guys? Oh, big. I think it, it helped me uh, better at articulating um, thoughts and like um, better at communicating, communicating better. Like, you know, and, and, that's, and that's one of the biggest things. I communicate an idea better because mm-hmm. initially when we started, I could never finish a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could never finish a complete sentence. Like mm-hmm. Initially, when we first started, I thought it was a problem for me. So it's like I would start a sentence and I, I was assumed that you know what I'm starting to say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're talking, talking bit. I don't know if people, you know, sometimes they're like talking bits and pieces. Yeah, you can never have a cohesive yeah. flow of a cohesive chain idea. of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be probably because of probably the way I learned in school or I, I didn't learn enough in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you learn enough and then that was something that, that lacked. And then now it's like, at least I'm significantly better from when I started where I can actually articulate, you know, a thought, communicate a thought or emotion or feeling about a particular subject. Is the mic stand too high for you? It could be. Really you adjust it, adjust it a bit. Don't be shy, man. We get comfortable. Yeah, he pushed me into it. Did he? Yeah. He, he pushed you out of your comfort zone? No, he pushed me into doing the podcast and oh, that yeah. pushed me into getting out of my comfort zone. There you go. Because I wasn't, as you guys see, I'm not a big talker, but when I talk, I 
Some wisdom. wisdom. I try, I try, I try sometimes. (laughs) She might disagree sometimes. But But yeah, it was him. He's the one who pushed me because uh i think it was campus vibes oh yeah yes so i'd always give him like ideas in the background he's like you need to come on at the time i had a girl i was like i don't want i don't want trouble man i don't want <laughs> so trouble. we used to have this argument all the time yeah, like this, yeah, this yeah, argument yeah, we used to do yeah, on the yeah. when it was in university mm-hmm. uh when yeah. we, we were mckee when we used to have we just set up a camera like this and just having just go back and forth yeah. it'd be like something as silly as like i'm uh, talking about relationships and stuff like that we just used to have fun with it mm-hmm. and like the whole school would then come back and be like yo you said this i don't I think you said, said this and i don't like that attention <laughs> i don't like that attention oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so i'll just give him all the ideas i'm like yeah just do this next episode do this do this do this and he's like no we should start one i'm just like nah <laughs> yeah, and I think it's one of the best things that's ever happened to us is we started this, man. Because yeah, yeah, it's like it turned yeah, into yeah. now where it's like it's a way of even made a new client. Like yeah. you know, if you take the time to like, if you invite a, a, a business owner or something like that to come chill with the podcast, mm-hmm. like oh sure, I get something out of value f- mm-hmm. from being on your podcast, and then now we can then pitch our idea. We can talk about business. We can talk about something that you know something we can do down the line, mm-hmm. and it's easier to communicate and ask questions about okay, all right, how's your business? What exactly? What challenges are you facing? What's your pain points? And then we, what's your problems you face? And then we can then provide a solution to whatever it is. And because the thing is, though, going, we don't, most of the guys know they don't like doing sales calls, like just random calling up a business. They say, that's the worst. Cold calling. Cold calling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they don't like that. But this way is like a nice way to get your foot in and then we can talk and then see if we're a good fit. And then we now qualify each other. If we're a good fit, then we can do that. So that's one way you can make something out of podcasting. Yeah. So you guys kind of use it as a funnel. As yeah, a funnel, yeah. yes, yes. Amazing, yes. Amazing. It's, 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 it's a tactic, yeah. It's a tactic mm-hmm. for business, yeah. And how, what, how did it help you? How did podcasting help you? Can you tell me how it helped him? Uh, articulating, man. And also get, just getting out of my comfort zone. Because I can get very introverted at times. And sometimes I just don't want to interact with people. But then at times I'm just like, you know, he brings it out of me. I'm like, okay, yeah, you got two hours. We're on the clock now. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So yeah, it's been, it's been something where I can articulate myself a little bit better i can more people skills it's helped a lot with that when i actually speak i can actually construct proper proper sentences and communicate better so yeah it's helped with that and then also it's um because i do podcasts now i listen to other podcasts and like now i seek more knowledge from like other people and say oh like i didn't think of things that way i didn't know people thought that way so it 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 molds an idea of the world of how it is right now for me so yeah it helps it helps a lot you guys got a head start because now i think there's over a million podcasts out there oh yeah which is crazy to think about there's a million people doing exactly what we're doing right now i think they should do more you think there should be more? I think there should be more. Absolutely. Why is that? Because it's like there's a, now there's a crave for conversation. There's a reason why like you haven't watched CBC for a long time. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I, I would sit down and listen to like a whole three hours podcast. Yeah, like I'll listen to Joe Rogan nonstop. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can listen to like uh, the Brilliant Idiots nonstop. It's like there's a crave for uh, uh, conversations. Mm-hmm. That's a new thing that everybody's into yeah. now. So with the TV, it's a lot of shorts quick bites hits that that's all they focus on mm-hmm. and then now it's like that's not working for us so you can't you don't you can't get you can't get us to listen to that it's just not it's not gonna work it's not the same anymore. yeah it's the reason why there's uh, the numbers are just going down for tv but in terms of like in terms of this other side of the world people just enjoy real authentic conversation i just want to listen to what you guys talk about i just want to learn something from what you guys are saying i want to pick up certain things like take for example i listen to the future it's a uh, it's a it's, it's a youtube channel where you talk about like everything regarding um uh, freelancing 
running an agency, running a media agency, it's phenomenal. What's it called? The future? The future, yeah, future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's called. Like it's everything about freelancing, the business aspect of of it, the business aspect of running an agency, how to scale up. It's everything around business regarding um, um, the creative space. So like that could be three hours. They would just bring in somebody who is an expert in whatever the field they're in and they just talk, regular conversation. I just listen to them. And by the time I see what, some people's struggles are when you listen to somebody who started an agency and realize, oh, oh, they talk about a point in time where they had no cash flow for the company. What did they do? Like, you know what I mean? How do you navigate through that? It's just a genuine conversation. Oh yeah, when I started my company, there was a time where we had no cash flow and I didn't have to play, pay my employees. And when we went through that, there was a period where we went through that where we overspent and kept on thinking there's always going to keep on being more money coming mm-hmm. in and then you soon to realize in business like well there's going to be those down periods going to have those, you're going to have those droughts and how do you navigate that to is uh something that you you have no there's no template or like there's no, nobody knows yeah, there's, no, there's no guide there's no guide to like how to there's walk. no professor there's no professor to teach you <laughs> okay i do this do this raise the part of this and then you get the answer to that but there's nobody there you have to figure it out yourself so mm-hmm. like with podcasts and i listen to that kind of podcast they talk when i see people talk about their own things and how they navigated that that's knowledge for me and i go home like okay all right we're going through similar things and mm-hmm. that's kind of like one of the benefits of it so and also like they can also use this to sell stuff so if they if he if i get some bits of knowledge from you and he's selling something i'll go buy it because he recommended it. i've listened to you for three hours it's easy to sell me stuff mm-hmm. so with this if you want to go into like the route of like either selling this is another route you can use to sell either your book or your product to it to people because if they're engaged for two hours, if you have people with attentions for two hours, man, like they feel like you're one of their best buddies. And if a best buddy recommends a movie to you, you probably would watch it than Absolutely. a random person watching it to you. So like, and that's a new form of marketing now. Mm. It's working. It's I work, mean, you look at the power of uh, the power of the dollar. It used to be all the money used to go into advertising on mm. television. Yeah, which and television is still the biggest form of advertising yeah right but now we're starting to see a shift like you're starting to see you mentioned cbc cbc starting to do podcasts yeah why because they're seeing that shift right they're seeing that people are going from tv to podcasts right um a lot of npr is one of those companies spotify is why why is spotify heavy heavy investment in it right they're investing into that space right so i think it's interesting that you know you guys how you guys look at you know, podcasting and why what you guys got from it and how you guys started, I think it's interesting and I like I'm curious to know do you guys see yourself doing it forever? Oh yeah. I see I see, I see myself doing it for a long time. I, I truly genuinely enjoy it. I mean it's a thing of like you don't with podcasting you don't need a large audience. Mm-hmm. You just need a core strong audience and that's a cult following. It, a cult yeah. following. And even so you have that, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like it's like for example the Oxymoron podcast, we have that. We have the Oxymoron family is just cult following. So that's why when you do a live event, we got seventy five to eighty people showing up to the live event. And if we started a merch they all would go buy the merch. If we started an event tomorrow, they all are coming to there. So yeah, so it's like, you get that called for when people that just fuck with you. I mean, they really, they really, really do. They mm-hmm. can, you can do whatever you want with that call for. It's not good it, because yeah. you've given them so much value. They just find and see, how can I pay you back in it? And that's how it is. And most of the podcasts I listen to, it's the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and, that's, and that's one of the benefits of it. How did you just come up with the name? <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh, um, I think was it? Oh shit! Oxymon, yeah, it was just um, 
whatever we say can be can be an oxymoron. It can be taken in any different way you want. Mm-hmm. So one person, she can take it one way. You can take it one way. He can take it one. It's all an oxymoron. So we can all we can always fall back and just say, yeah, it's an oxymoron. It's like it's like starting smart, idiotic sentences. Like <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's smart, yeah, it's if smart. It's <laughs> if it's stupid, hey. Yeah. Either way, it's actually it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's I think yeah. I think I think that's how we came up with it. How about you? Our yeah. Andre man. Andre came up with the gifted gap. Yeah. Um how did we come up? We used to just have these heated debates and conversations at Cactus Club. Oh, okay. You know, every like every Friday we were there and we were just me and him. Mm. We would go there and we'd have these hour, two hour long conversations. And one day I don't remember what we were debating about. He's like, you know what? We should start a podcast. You know that typical Why not? like yeah, tweet yeah. where people are like, oh, men don't go to therapy. They like they they just just the <laughs> That was us. That was literally us. And, and it makes sense though. It's like the same women's version of that is like only fans and then forget. <laughs> 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 women's version of that is only fans. Because think about it. It's easy. It's like, it's like okay, I, I look good. Mm-hmm. I can make money off looking good. When I just started Oli fights. Well, that, that's As a the guy, thing. you're smart. You can have good conversations. And, and that was the thing. At first, we're like, okay, you know, we can have conversations. People would listen to us, you yeah. know. And then, you know, our first five episodes were audio or eight episodes, something like that. And Andre comes to me one day. He's like, listen, we're too good looking to not be on camera. <laughs> we got to we gotta film I this. Love, I love that. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. And then you look at the stats. The numbers don't lie. Exactly. You know, I think seventy percent of our listeners are female. Oh, you know. So Andre was onto something that day. <laughs> he was onto something. <laughs> he was onto something. He was onto something. I love it. I love you it. Know? I love. Don't monetize on your looks, right? You know what I'm saying. On, so man. for us, it was just um, personally. I could say like you know, I was uh, work. I was working in the modeling industry. I've been working in it for like eight, seven or eight years now. Nice. Very shallow industry. They just pick you based on what you look like. You know. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that, right? Yeah. So, for me, I felt like there was a, a void. Mm-hmm. Like, that left a void in me. It's like I was making money, mm-hmm. but I wasn't being respected for what I thought mm-hmm. or how I seen things or, the, like, a voice. Mm-hmm. So, I was searching for a way to, like, put myself out there in a new way. Because mm-hmm. I'm already out there. My image is already out there. My yeah. likeness is already out is there. It, yeah. But it's not out there on my terms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So, for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm searching for some way to thought mm-hmm. leadership and things of that nature so the podcast kind of lined up with that mm. and then at the time when we started the podcast i had just picked up a, like a, a talent agent for acting mm-hmm. right and then so now i'm learning what goes into a production too right from from a, from an acting standpoint mm-hmm. right you know you show up on set you're seeing all the gear you're seeing all the work getting put into a production yeah so now that led to me kind of saying okay well we started with the gifted gab, which is a conversation and storytelling, but then we slowly started venturing off into production, right? Um, for Andre, he went into acting, so now oh, he does okay. acting. Oh, that's good. As oh, he wow. said, Amber, he's doing an acting program. Shout out to him. And for me, I'm like, you know, let me get into directing and filmmaking. So now we've got this partnership that started with the podcast, yeah, and media, right? It's all mm-hmm. the same, right? It's media. But what I was saying earlier about that school. Like, this is the school. Now we're going and learning how, what goes into filmmaking, what goes into storytelling, mm. what goes into, you know, putting a camera on and putting stories out there, right? But we're learning it from two different yeah. avenues. Yeah. Right? And you think about some of the best um, 
directors yeah. or the best actors you know they have a director and actor paired with them that helps bring the best out of them you know when you think about robert de niro some of his best films are with martin scorsese mm-hmm. right you think about denzel washington some of his best films are with spike lee mm. right so you think about you know quentin tarantino you know samuel jackson leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. like there's guys that when you think about an actor there's a director with them you know yeah so that's kind of our approach it's like okay oh, nice. let's keep chipping away let's learn let's create short short pieces right and mm-hmm. then learn the game and then do that expertise you yeah. know use that exp- yeah embody the expertise because this the this, the things that we're doing here what people don't realize you can do this stuff to your 60 mm-hmm. you know that's true you can do a podcast to your 60 yeah you can do filmmaking to your 60 there there's no like window to that there's true. no there's true. no you're not like it's not hard labor. Yeah. It's not like you can't, you have to sit in the office the rest of your life. No. True. You, yeah. You can literally take this work and let it take you different places, right? You guys might have to go and produce something in Africa. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So it's a it's a vehicle not only to make a living, it's also a vehicle to building relationships. No. Building businesses. Yep. Seeing the world. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of how we saw it. It's like, you know, we can, we'll, we're willing to do the podcast yeah. for free. Right, with no monetary gain mm-hmm. because we can. We can because yeah. it'll lead to other experiences. It'll exactly. lead to new avenues. It'll exactly. lead to you know, maybe this podcast will lead to him getting a role in this or lead us to producing something for Telus or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So that's kinda why we're like, you know what, there's no way you can you, yeah. stop you just got to keep going yeah because it could you never know what's going to take you i was right? going to ask like in terms of like for because you seem like you've kind of like found the path like for example for a lot of younger men who were at like the point where um before we found or before you found this like what would be your advice to them like because i feel like they want to find something that they are passionate and like interested in what would you advise them to do my advice has always been like try everything okay. like, do everything Right, because you don't know what you like until you don't you do it. Right, for me, producing this first film, mm. I've learned that I don't want to produce. Mm. I've learned that anything that has to do with the budgets and the organizing and the project management shit, I don't want anything to do with any of that shit. I just want to focus on the story and directing. Ah, right? Okay, so that's I want to focus on that. But I had to do go it. and produce my first film to realize to learn that. Right. So you're only going to figure that out by doing it, right? You're not going to know. Like, a lot of people hit me up and say, yo, how, how do I model? I'm like, all right, man, just go and model. <laughs> do it. <laughs> just go take pictures with a friend and yeah. then some, go to an agent and they'll walk you through the process and mm-hmm. see if you like it. Okay. And if you like it, you'll keep doing it. Okay. And what I find that most of those guys don't end up doing it because they realize that they, won't, they don't like it, right? Or... It's not even that they they're can't not follow good at through it, but they can't follow through with it. Okay. And if you're not willing to follow through with it, then that means you don't like it that much. Mm. Wait, side note: Big Bank or no? I'm, you know, I pay my bills, man. <laughs> okay, okay, I keep okay, the bills okay. paid. I keep the lights on. Okay, 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 it's okay, a, okay. I've been doing it long enough that I can bank on it. You know what I mean? And um, I'm I'm just grateful for that. You know, mm. I never. Sometimes I look and I'm looking at guys. I'm like. This guy should be making more money than I do in this. Mm. But they don't because they just haven't done it long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you were saying that thing about being an expert, I think I'm an expert in modeling. Mm. Okay. Because I just show up and look pretty. But there's so much that went 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 into that before that, right? Okay, handsome. (laughs) 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 You know, but I'm trying to make it work for me in other ways, you know. Mm. 
uh, just because that's why we started the podcast, right? Oh, nice. But that's what the gifted gab was like. Yo, we're just gonna try this out and see if and we like it. it. Yeah, right. Same thing you guys did. You guys tried it out. You guys liked it, and you guys stuck with it, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll find that people can search and search and search and come up with new ideas, but until they actually go out and execute, execute it and figure out, okay, well, did I actually enjoy that process? Mm. Was that stressful? Was that the kind of stress that I would welcome? Mm. Until you figure out, if you know, a lot of people say they want to play basketball. Until they have to wake up five days in a row at six a.m. and go train, and then you realize, and then you realize, no, I don't want it that bad. Yep. You know, like <laughs> I used, to, I used to train with this one kid who said I wanted to play Division One. I. I said, all right, man, like we could try, like come here at six a.m. every day, see if you really want it. Like, really that's what it. it takes, right? But everybody dreads the, the execution. Yeah, the, the work it takes. Yeah, yeah, they love the idea. The idea is phenomenal. Oh yeah. You know, think about over the pandemic, how many people popped up and they're like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. Oh, man. Business Too is many. hard, man. Like, <laughs> Too shit. many. We and start a podcast. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> One episode done. <laughs> <laughs> I see it a lot. I, I go. So sometimes when I'm bored, I go and I look at those pages that I followed of people that, that started. <laughs> when was the last post? July 2020. Wow. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess I guess the podcast is going great. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like everybody is is always so excited at the beginning, the oh, honeymoon yeah. phase. That's the fun. That's the best part. Yeah, it's ecstatic. Everything's like, yeah, it's going great. It's good. It's only good. episode three. <laughs> yeah, talk to me. Get to episode seven. Talk to me. Get to episode nineteen. Oh yeah. Talk to me when you're at episode thirty-two. That's how you, that's how I mostly judge podcasts. Right? It's like, how long have you been doing this for? Yeah. And can you do it for a long time? Yeah. Because it's a bunch of repetition that you never really see the result from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was your first... Let me ask you this. Because me and Andre had a nightmare with this stuff. Okay. What were your first five episodes like? The process. What process? Yeah. Of like like recording and editing and then putting it out. What, were, what was that process like for you guys? We didn't even edit. We didn't edit. <laughs> you edit? <laughs> what's didn't what's edit. editing? What's that? <laughs> edit. First five... We were so excited. We said, "Fling all of them on there. Put that shit on there. Like, yeah. that's no it. intro, nothing. Nothing raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just raw. Then just he found, so you found, you made an intro. Then I found an intro. Then I started editing. Yeah. After we kept on going, we started getting better yeah. and better and better. Because it was like, it, it took a long time to get it to even where it is right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a thing of like, we've never really, well, I don't think we're those people that, or maybe it's a flaw, but we're never really the perfectionist type kind of people. Like, we don't really wait for it to be perfect to put it out there. I, we no, you can't. It's a flaw. It is. It, 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 it's it. a flaw. Like, when you're a perfectionist, it's a flaw. It, it's yeah. So, like, we just, we go into, if we just go in, this is the best we could do right now. Put it out there. And sometimes I wonder, do people know the difference when he's editing and when I'm editing with the mm-hmm. audio? Because we can tell the subtle, subtle differences when we edit. Yeah, just off the side. You guys still edit your own audio and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Own really? Own audio. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. you guys are a production company. Yeah, we edit yeah, our yeah. own. We, edit the, we did the whole thing, the hundred percent, the whole thing. Yeah. So like, and and it, we just realized even when we didn't have a space, like we used to do off the kitchen. I was off my yeah. kitchen counter. Yeah, we right? Like yeah, we just do place. video, put drop a camera there, and then we just do it shit ass quality. You just put yeah. it out there, just put it out there, just don't give a fuck. It Why is not? what it is. And then as time goes on, we just realize, okay, all right, we're just gonna continue to learn to get better and better and better. I think that's the only thing we have. We have the thing of like, okay, all right, it's shit now. But we're going to learn to next time when we do it out, it would be slightly better than the shit that and we posted him. last week. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. where he comes in. That's where where he's like, in. we need to, we need 
to get better. We need to do Easy this. Bit. We need to get better. We need to do this. Get yeah. this. Get this. And then you that's it. That. And then that's how we have the the bonds thing. That's amazing. And same thing with the live events, because I feel like if we had the personality of like waiting for it to be perfect, you would never actually do the live never. event. Yeah. We're like, fuck it, we're just gonna do it. It's not perfect, but we're gonna do it either way. And that's how we did live event. We figured, oh wow, it could actually work. Now we do a second one. Yeah. Ah, let's do it slightly better than the first time we did. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And then the reps. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why not? Yeah, why not? It's not been done in Edmonton because I don't think there's a lot of live podcasts in Edmonton at all. No, no, there, um, no, there's none. Yeah, because most people would wait for it to be. Okay, do I? Can it be? It has to be. Yep. Nah, just figure, just fucking do it, man. Mm-hmm. Figure, just figure it as you go. So then, okay, so everything you guys are doing is in house. All in house, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all in house. Yeah. Media twenty one. Shout out media twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one seconds. Twenty one minutes. Twenty one days. Twenty one months. Twenty one years. Doesn't matter. We'll we'll get it done. You want to tell us how you guys came up with the name? Because I know I know the story. Media twenty one came from a bar. He was the one who came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate coming up with names. It's yeah. one of the biggest things that with names, I just hate it because it doesn't fucking matter to me. It doesn't matter. I'm just like, just pick anything and just build something around it. You'll really? be all right. I, I'm, so, I'm big on branding. Really? I'm so big on like how <laughs> something is perceived. I think Apple is stupid. Like, I would, <laughs> like <laughs> you name a company Apple, it's a stupid name. The logo looks stupid. It's everything about it is stupid. If it's I'm not nothing. wrong, I found out that Mac, Macintosh is an actual like type of Apple. Yeah, it is. Macintosh Apple. I, I didn't oh, take that in. Yeah. Wow. Like someone was saying it at work and I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> an actual type of Apple. Is it actual type of Apple? Yeah. yeah. I'm just finding this out. Branding no. to the core. I said, yeah, it's, it's good branding. Yeah. Strong Amazing. branding. But I'm saying like, if Apple is Apple and just put it on the table, I would say that's a stupid name. I would name my company Apple. It just sounds stupid. Like Mac- it's not creative at all. <laughs> it's nothing. Like I'm just put orange. Macintosh. Like, they, they actually have a mango. Like it's, it's just sounds. Funny enough, there is a company called Orange. Is it? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's Fair a enough. cellular company. They actually got sued. Maybe they banana. Were, they were, uh, is there banana? <laughs> is there banana? Because <laughs> I also just picked banana there as the name. And then I know Apple when they first started out, they got sued. Yeah. Uh, by the Beatles. Because the Beatles um, company was called Apple Corp. Mm. And they sued Apple. Okay. In the beginning of stages. Oh. And I, I know, I don't know, it was like big beef for like 30 years that they went. But yeah, I mean, that is a terrible name if you think about it. If you really, if you just objectively just stand out and just look at it and just think it's terrible. So that's why I've always had the perspective of like, it doesn't matter what the name is. Just pick anything and build a brand around it. Mm. The other brand and stuff is what you're saying that matters. Everything around it. The branding it, is important. What's the personality? Yeah. What's your tone? What's your messaging? What's your, everything about the brand? I think that's what really matters. What's your logo look like? What mm. is philosophy? Know? Yeah, what's the philosophy? What's those things? If you build those things that are really good around it, then it's good. Then that's how Mubarak came up with the name because I told him you just give me anything and he used to listen to 21 Savage at the time <laughs> he listened to 21 Savage all the time and then he named the company so you know what let's just call it Media 21 and that's, <laughs> I was like you know what I'm not going to argue with you let's just fucking do it 21, 21 Savage would probably be proud and the funny <laughs> and the ironic thing is when we actually became official official was in the year 2021 Mm, that's when you guys registered it yeah like an official official business so yeah it's meant to be <laughs> 21 media 21 in 2021 you're on to something that's awesome man i think it's time we do a oxymoron gift to gab live event let's do it man because i think people need it like people want it hey man i'm the can man give me all the ideas i'll make it happen the can man? Yeah, can man. African, I can do it. Oh, 
Bars. That, that boy got the gifted gab, man. <laughs> man, yeah. appreciate you guys, man. Oxymoron Podcast, Media Twenty One Productions. You guys are doing great work. Appreciate thank you, thank you, man. You do amazing, amazing job. Yeah. Stop, guys. Yeah, this yeah, is about yeah, you guys yeah. right now. <laughs> this is about you guys, man. No, I appreciate you guys coming out. Appreciate you. You guys know where to find them. Yeah. Oxymoron Podcast, Media Twenty One Productions. Anything else you guys are working on before we uh, let you guys go? That you want the world to know about? Well, live dates soon. Yeah, yeah, but, but in, in the, the works, in the works, in the works. Yeah, definitely doing a live event. Another live event. Another live event. Uh, uh, Battle League. Oh yeah, Battle Finals. League. Yeah, tomorrow we have uh, playoffs, no. semis. So the semis, we're in the playoff periods. We have the semis, and then next week is the final. So we have something. Oh yeah, there's gonna be music. There's gonna be store. food. There's yeah. gonna be like it's. Don't be there for finals. Yeah, no, no, come on, pop out. Have the bar too as well, bro. It's gonna be going all out. That's just a Battle League. Media Twenty One, mm-hmm. Oxymoron. These guys got these guys are busy, man. They're busy. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. price is going up. Oh, price is going up always. Yesterday's yeah. price is not, not today's, today's price. price. There we go. <laughs> and just like that, we gone. <laughs> oh man! I just can't believe it.